Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. everyone, or I should say happy Monday at noon. I am Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, FM 104.5, 106.1. Live streaming, IRLoneStar.com, Facebook Live, Conroe Culture News, and YouTube Live. And we are uh, streaming from the Conroe City Hall, the Conroe Tower in downtown Conroe. So the guest today will be Dr. Bonnie Hubert. She's a life coach, educator, and author of a new book, Every Woman Needs a Maid. And in the second segment will be Montgomery County Hospital District. We will hear from Executive Director Randy Johnson and his uh, chief of EMS, James Campbell. The show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic and Team Sinisi. Team Sinisi Real Estate is your go-to for buying, selling, or investing in Montgomery County. So Team Sinisi, 281-507-9777, because Sinisi is an easy name to remember. (laughs) So... Uh, Roger Stein Chiropractic has been in business many years. She has grown and moved three times in Conroe to um, be able to hold all the people that come to see her. She is located at 3033 West Davis by Conroe High School in Taco Bell. If you are a new patient, it's under $30 to go see her, and that whole $30 goes to kids in CPS custody with CASA. Uh, so interesting about Roger Stein, they treat everyone from infants to seniors, weekend athletes to professionals, focusing on a natural, holistic way to heal, relieve pain, and achieve optimal health. Dr. Stacy Rogers holds certifications in adjusting extremities, arm, legs, hands, feet, uh, nutrition, prenatal, and pediatric care. So that is Roger Stein Chiropractic. A few things going on around town right now that I want to mention is uh, the it's the second week of performances at both the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater. So if you haven't seen Rent, opening weekend was last weekend. So again, this coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that you can get tickets at CrichtonTheater.org. And at the Owen Theater, put on by the Players Theater Group, is uh, Barefoot in the Park. I happen to be playing a role in that. You need to go see it. I am the mother, Ethel Banks, at Barefoot in the Park. So it's really funny. And uh, so that also is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get tickets at owentheater.com. Did you know that there's a haunted Conroe ghost tour? Yes. So that is happening this Saturday, October 29th. I can't believe it's already the end of October. Oh, my goodness. That is happening this Saturday at 1 p.m. at the Heritage Museum of Montgomery County. And that is absolutely free. They are located at Candy Cane Park. So go check it out. Um, 
There's also a Greater Conroe Arts Alliance Festival coming up the first week in November. I believe that's Saturday, November 5th, and you need to go by and see that. They are doing it with the Main Street Market Farm, the Farmer's Market that's happening there, and it's over there at uh, Founders Plaza, which is the corner of Metcalf and Main. It's absolutely free. They will have live music, food trucks, and, of course, vendors because they're doing it with the Market Street uh, Farmer's Market. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Dr. Bonnie Hubert. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Team Sinisi is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. Vinny Sinisi and his professional team provide comprehensive real estate services throughout the greater Montgomery County area and beyond. Whether looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Team Sinisi has an impeccable reputation. Contact Team Sinisi for a great experience at TeamSinisi.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-I-N-I-S-I.com. And we are back for our first segment today on October 24th with Dr. Bonnie Hubert. Now, I met her many years ago <laughs> when I was working with youth services and she was a counselor with Conroe ISD so Bonnie let's talk a little bit of where you where you've been and what you're doing and all of that give me a little history absolutely so my husband and I moved to the area about 25 years ago I got a job with Conroe ISD as a teacher and then I became had different roles in the school district counselor and then mm -hmm. Um, I was the crisis intervention counselor mm -hmm. for the entire district. So a lot like you did for MCYS or what is now Yes to Youth, right? Mm -hmm. Back then was right. MCYS. My job was connecting families to resources, um, kind of doing the triage when someone was in crisis in that role as a crisis intervention uh, person and just, you know, helping families. And so from there, I... Um, I decided to go back to school and kind of shift gears a little bit. So I went to the University of Houston in their doctoral program for educational leadership and finished that in 2015. And then um, my husband, you know, decided while I'm doing that, that he wants to run for school board. And so I was like, but if you do that, I can't go back because you can't hire, you know, like it's nepotism. You can't hire the wife of the school board president, right? So, um, yeah, the, so he's, he's locked me out of CISD now for um, eight years and counting. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. 
And then, um, yeah, I worked for uh, a company called Resilience for Youth and Why Try. And they have a curriculum where they teach, it's, it's resilience. I actually got certified as a trainer while I was in Conroe ISD. And this, and the, um, the curriculum is in most CISD schools. Um, mm. I mean, even 12 years later, it's an incredible curriculum that teaches resilience to, to youth. And I spent the next five, I'm actually, I actually still go out from time to time, um, going across the country and teaching this curriculum to um, adults that then use it with youth. So I did that and um, started my life coaching practice about three years ago, kicked it off, and um, here I am now. So uh, one-way life coaching, um, who goes to that and what what do they get out of it? Oh, that's a great question. So one-way life coaching, the tagline is think better, live better. Anyone who wants to think better and, and so they can live better can come and see me. Um, I primarily work with women, but um, what I try to do is help them to become what I call S-squared, which is extraordinarily successful and satisfied with their life. And I think a lot of times, especially women, um, their identity is tied up in success and they um, are not always satisfied or content. And so I help them to think differently about their, their life and kind of kind think of, out uh, of the box mm-hmm. and look in a broader view instead of narrow. Maybe. That's part of it. That's definitely part of it. But it's also more about um, managing your brain mm-hmm. because our brains are, I mean, they've been conditioned for years and years over the span of thousands of years. Our human brains have gone from survival every minute of the day to where we are now. And a lot of times our brain, we, we work from our hypothalamus, we work from hi, fi, fight or flight. We also um, go to places that really just hold us back. And it's not necessarily our fault. It's just the way that our brains are wired and how we grew up. And so I help people to see how they're functioning, how, how their, their brain is controlling them, and take that, take that back. You so know? you help develop more insight into living Absolutely. a happier, more successful life. Absolutely. And I also help people kind of create their vision for the future and then know how to get there. Yeah. So when you uh, – how do they connect with you? So is that through your Facebook page or your website, or what's the best way if they wanted to find out about one-way life coaching? Um, I think the best way would be to go to my website, Bonnie Hub- – it's Bonnie at – Oh, excuse me. It's bonniehubert.com. I was giving you oh, my email okay. address. It's just bonniehubert.com. Okay. Um, I'm, I actually have two websites. You might find two out there, but I'm, I'm developing the second one and it's bonnie, or it's bonniehubert.com. That's the best way. That's the, the best way. way. Yeah. And then Good. Facebook always. Facebook. Yes, of course. And yes, you have the one way coach, Bonnie Hubert for uh-huh. your Facebook, correct? Yeah. So then, uh, you moved on to writing a book. Yes, absolutely. What inspired you to do that? Well, because over the last, you know, however many years, when I have talked with women, specifically women, but also youth and families, I am repeating a lot of the same information. 
right? And so when I work one-on-one, I might have this conversation with you, but it's such a common type of thing that I'm having this conversation over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And so finally, I'm like, you know what? I've been doing this for so many years. And specifically, I have a heart for women, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, and really working women. But um, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to write down what a lot of the concepts that I've been coaching on for so many years. And this book really does that specifically for women anyway. So did you do this all by yourself? Did you have anybody work with you to help get this done? Just I'm just wondering, knowing that I've known you, I don't know how that even works. Well, I've always loved to write, write Mm -hmm. songs, write poetry, right? I love to write. And um, when I was in fifth grade, I had a teacher named Mrs. Losey. And I wrote this little story and I actually illustrated it and Hmm. I bound it back then, you know, like with glue and stuff. And she, when I turned it in for a project, she told me, you're going to write a book someday. And that just planted the seed in me. Um, And then, you know, I practice what I preach. I have a coach too, you know, Mm -hmm. and he, uh, working with him a few years ago, we were chatting and he said, well, you know, whenever you write your book, da, 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 you know. And I was like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? And he goes, oh, no, you're going to write a book. You have lots of things to say, lots of things women need to hear. You're going to write a book. It's therapeutic, too. Yeah. And so I, you know, I was like, that another seed planted, right? Mm-hmm. I started trying to break free of my limit, my own limiting beliefs, what I teach women to do. And um, I read an amazing book by Julia Cameron. It's like in the 25th edition. It's hmm. called A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity. And I, I actually, we did a book, like a book group, some friends, hmm. about eight of us. Hmm. And um, it, it really was transformational for me in breaking out of those, the thoughts that why, why can't I write a book? Why can't I write a song, go record the song and do a demo, which I did after that, that group. And, and who says I can't? And why am I listening to that voice, Right. So that's kind of how all this got started. I get it. That's yeah. what you need to do. Yeah. It's I mean, you don't so know until you try things, right? And if you fail, okay, so what? Maybe you try it again. So exactly. good for you. Kudos exactly. to you. Thank you. So you wrote down, what is in here? Tell me yes. a little bit about the book. Okay, so I started literally last year, this month, writing this book. And I started with an outline. And then I just fleshed out that outline. Um, and then about, you know, January, February, I, I realized I was in over my head publishing my own book. Um, I reached out to, to publishing companies and I got a couple hits. I got some some offers, but they wanted to do what's called hybrid publishing, which essentially you pay half and they pay half. Mm. But it's such a grand scale. They want my half would have been like 50 grand. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, I think I'm just going to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I, I uh, hooked up with a wonderful woman. Her name's Ellen Violette. And her company is called Books Open Doors. Hmm. And she said, you know, it's not about the book itself. It's about getting your ideas and thoughts down and what doors those things can open for you. Hmm. Um, and it really changed my my perspective. Like, I don't need to sell a gazillion books, right? Like, everybody think, oh, you're, you're going to only be successful if you sell so many books. But... Um, by the way, I did make it to number five on Amazon the week I launched in that's, my in that that's category. Fabulous. That's and, exciting. Yeah, huh? I was in the business, a uh, women in business category. So, 
I know that was cool. That's but anyway, um, yeah. I digress. <laughs> no, I mean, that's all important to say. You yeah. know, so people are buying it and they want to mm. know what you have. Yes. That's so good. what's in here? You know, I, I chose that um, title, Every Woman Needs a Maid. And I had that from the beginning based on my own experience as a working woman wearing all these hats. With lots of children. With four children. <laughs> and so many, you know, I'm a high drive person naturally. Um, and I just have a love of learning, obviously, mm-hmm. with all the degrees mm-hmm. I have. I love to work hard and serve. And I just was getting bogged down by um, by just the amount of laundry and, and, and dishes and all this stuff just that you just like How much in. you got to get done in a yeah. day. Yes, I understand. And I thought, I you know what? I, I don't want to do that stuff. I, I want to spend the time writing or being with my children quality. or whatever, the quality time. Yeah. And so there was, and I have this in the book. There's a chapter, it's called The Sugar Cookie Incident. And there was a time, it was actually in December, you know how just everything kind of mounts up. And in December, you've got so much to do and buying Christmas presents and thinking about um, the hosting events or attending events. And at that time, I was actually in the the last uh, year of my master's degree. So I was also finishing up a semester. <laughs> and I have four, well, th- at that time, it was three kids. Um, you still have four, but one, yes. one got married. Uh, no, no, it was Two? longer than that. It was oh. before it was before oh, my was adopted before, daughter oh, was oh, even in our okay. life. It okay. was a while. It was back. a while back. It was a okay. while back. And um, anyway, I the I won't. You'll have to read the book to see the full story. But basically, I let some little sugar cookie pearl white pearl balls derail me, and I. It, and I had a meltdown. <laughs> it was the and I call, last That's straw. why I call it the sugar cookie incident. And after all that happened, I realized I need help. I'm trying to do everything myself, and I'm constantly feeling inadequate that I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, over the last few years that I've been coaching women exclusively, we start there because so many women are trying to wear too many hats. Yeah. And... They shouldn't be. Yeah. Women wear a lot of hats. I have this conversation with my husband all the time. Yes. (laughs) They work. Yeah. That's it. Um, And then the (laughs) subtitle I didn't have, it wasn't until I started working with Ellen that I realized what the subtitle really is about. So it's not about hiring a maid or... And what does the subtitle say? So my subtitle is, it's how to stop relationship conflict, overwork, and stress so you can live your best life. And that's really what it is. It's not about just getting a maid because you don't feel like doing the work. It's about what do you really want to do and living your best life. So in the first chapter, I talk about the word maid. And this happened because in my Facebook group, I host a Facebook group called High Drive Moms. And it is a, it's kind of like a sisterhood of professional working moms. Mm-hmm. And I posed some different um, subtitles and different uh, titles for my group members to vote on. I did a poll. And when I first said, hey, I'm going to, this is what, what I'm going to choose. I had some women private message me and they were upset. They were mad that I was using the word maid. Why? And um, I guess, honestly, the, the way that I can describe it is that from the five or six that reached out to me and one even like left my group over this, right? She said, or I, I guess it's just that some people think that using the word maid pegs us as 
um, a person or people that are in favor of some kind of closed social class and minimizing the, the people that actually have that profession. That's hmm, what that's I... That's interesting. So interesting. And I actually put... Actually, maids make a lot of money. I used yeah. to have well, they a should, service as a client. If you're paying yes. them what they're actually... What they're worth. Worth, you know? Yes. And so... Uh, so it's, a, it's a good profession, actually. So I think is. it's evolved. Yeah. And I in chapter one, I go through that. It's the word made. It's the history of it. It's huh. been around for 800 oh, years. Oh, I know. And if you think about like all of the maid services that are out there, mm-hmm. the national chains, can you think of any just off the top of your head that maids use the word maid? Maids are us. Something Molly like made. Yeah. Uh, more hands made. Like nobody has a problem with that. But for a title of a book, every woman needs a maid. I got some flack on that. Sure. But I'm grateful for it because it it made me realize that I need to address that in my book. And I, mm. I started so off, start off. I lead it off with that. And mm. like you said, your husband and you, y'all have some um, talks about it. And it made me think of, so at the end of every chapter, I, I, this isn't just a book. It's actually kind of a manual. It's a very practical thing for people to think about the concepts and then actually apply them in their lives, reflect on where they are. And mm-hmm. so chapter one, I have this this spot it says in the past week how many hours have you spent doing the following and there's like 10 things and then it asks if you have a partner living with you have them fill the same thing out <laughs> yeah that, that'll be extraordinary okay <laughs> but then here's something that's different that maybe most people don't consider it's not just you know cleaning your home cleaning your vehicle caring for your pets shopping all that stuff it's the mental load of course because i mean a lot of women are probably like me that want to get it done, just yeah. figure it out. So you know you have all that. And, and you does go, your okay, husband ever say, "Okay, what are we doing? What are we doing this weekend? Or what, what? What's up next? Or you know, a lot of we just naturally have that women. Or do. how about unloading the dishwasher? Oh, I never thought about it. Like, <laughs> how about loading the dishwasher? Oh, I never thought about it. Yeah. Okay, so, they're but, right there. But and you women, see it. I mean, we're so, the ones making the grocery list. We're oh, the yeah. ones thinking about what, what, when the vacation is and planning for. Yes, we the had trips that conversation that last and, night. Well, I don't know. I said, well, we have to plan. Yes. yes. So and I get so you. Women just take that on. And anyway, at the very end, I say, what have you discovered about the division yeah. of labor in your household? And that's kind of how it starts out. Let's yeah. show the book. Oh, so yeah. this is um, a cool book. Every woman needs a maid, and you had a book signing. Was it last week? I did on Thursday over at the Woodlands Chamber. At the Woodlands of Chamber, I and did. you're a member of MCABW, Montgomery County Association of Business Women, which is business women. It's that's perfect, right, perfect, yes. perfect. And so you do the life coaching. And you're we're going to have a mixer this soon book. at MCABW too. Um, when is that? November 10th from five to seven over at Margarita and Peppers. I'm going to okay. do another signing, and even if you're not a member of MCABW, you're you're welcome to come. And it's, it's such a great gift. I had a woman yesterday order eight books. She's given them to all her girlfriends oh, for, for Christmas. Christmas. That's a fun and, idea. Yeah. And I had another one. Well, good for a, you. A good mom. timing. Mm-hmm. She, she's like, I'm buying them for all my daughters and daughters-in-law. And so it's, uh, it's, it's really fun to do that. That's very exciting. Thank you. And I know you've been a part of the community for such a long time. Like I said, I've known you for a while as an educator. So you speak from knowledge. You're putting your knowledge of your life coaching and everything else wrapped up into one book. There'll probably be a sequel. I can see it already happening. It's, it is. And y'all just be ready because I'm going to be polling people. Every woman needs a 
and then right. it's going to be a series because yeah. there's a lot of th- things women need. What do you think? What does every woman need? Every woman needs a uh... well, it could be several things. Mentor. Yeah. Ooh, I've heard that one before. Yeah, for mentally mm-hmm. or whatever. It doesn't even have to be professional. Um, yeah, and, and people have said purpose. Well, every woman for sure, needs a purpose. purpose is every true. woman needs a BFF. Yes, <laughs> and every woman needs a supercharged. Tesla or something. Someone said, yeah, I, I don't was know like, about that uh, one. <laughs> something exciting. <laughs> Mini right? Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> something exciting. Um, so let's know. talk about yeah. what you have going forward. You're, you have this real retreat. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. we only have a few minutes. Okay. Um, the real retreat is January 25th through 30th. What is that? So I believe so wholeheartedly that women need to kind of get away on their own. Um, a, a pause, if you will. And most women won't do that for themselves. I've had one girl's weekend in my entire life. You see? I but know. It's transformative. It's, <laughs> it's transformative. Yeah. We need to do that. It makes you feel good. It, and it just, it helps you reflect. And um, anyway, we're going to, we fly, or we fly to Miami. We go Virgin Voyages. That's a four-night cruise, all women. And um, we have some workshops to attend every day. You can, you can or you can't, up to you. But we have some really cool speakers that are there. I'm included in that. And, um, and then we get together for dinner. And whoever wants to can kind of, you know, just be together. It's a getaway. It's a getaway. And On it, a ship. And it's transformative, <laughs> I'm telling you. So, um, yeah, that's what so we do. So that's very cool. So real stands for refined, empowered, aligned, and loved. That's right. I like loved being I last. Yes, so, um, you are on Facebook, One Way Coach, Bonnie Hubert, H-U-B-E-R-T, and you have wedevelopyou.com or bonniehubert.com. They're all connected, yeah. and they will all get to you one way or another, right? And Absolutely. so the be- and it also, on our show today, it has the link to your Amazon book purchase. Absolutely, yes. So and I, I hope women fabulous. will get it. I hope women will see. There's been so many positive reviews. Um online i'm just overwhelmed and at my book signing good someone said to me (laughs) they said i don't you know it's almost like it just made it worth it if nothing else happens a woman came up to me and she said this book has changed my life and i don't know that it could i I, I just want to cry thinking about it right now and um certain things people just write on i mean i feel that sometimes with people that's, yeah. So uh, that's your next about. place is November 10th at the MCABW Mixer at Margarita and Peppers yes. over on uh, 336. That's right. 105 okay. and 336. All right. So reach out to Bonnie so you can feel empowered and inspired and change your life. Yep. Every woman needs a babe. Amen. Amen to that. Thank yes. you, Bonnie. Thank I you for having it. me. So good to be with you. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. 
That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Team Sinisi is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. Vinny Sinisi and his professional team provide comprehensive real estate services throughout the greater Montgomery County area and beyond. Whether looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Team Sinisi has an impeccable reputation. Contact Team Sinisi for a great experience at TeamSinisi.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-I-N-I-S-I.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Hey, tune in to The Bridge Podcast TX Tuesdays at 11 a.m. where we are connecting commerce with community, interviewing business owners and leaders in the community, allowing the audience to peek behind the curtain of what inspires, motivates, drives these individuals to have meaningful, positive impact in this community. For more information about the show, log in to IRLoneStar.com slash TBPTX. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Hey y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Diamond, Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas. 
dedicated to the health and well-being of the Boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. And we're back for our second segment today, and joining me is Randy Johnson, Executive Director of Montgomery County Hospital District, and Chief of EMS, James Campbell, kind of his right-hand person, so to speak. So they're going to talk about, well, first of all, what is the hospital district? Well, good question. The hospital district originally was uh, uh, designed and opened in 1977. Uh, to take care of all the indigent patients in the county. Uh, at that time, the county had one hospital, and they were having a hard time making ends meet. So they set up a hospital district, uh, which was a taxing entity, uh, and so they used the uh, funds from the taxes to offset the cost of running the hospital. In the early 90s, the hospital sold um, its Conroe Regional Hospital. It's grown considerably since that time. Uh, the people who've managed Conroe have done very well with it, and it's been a good uh, resource for the community. Uh, the hospital district still continues to take care of the needs of indigent patients in the county. Uh, there's a responsibility for all 254 counties in the, in the state uh, to take care of indigent patients that meet a minimum poverty level uh, guideline. And we assess the po poverty level of each uh, patient who uh, needs a assistance, uh, we vet that they're uh, needing assistance, and then we provide assistance and case management and give them lots of health care for the health care dollar that we spend on them. So that's the first thing mm -hmm. that we do. The second thing that happened in the hospital district was back in the early 80s, uh, there was a problem getting patients to and from the hospital because uh, uh, basically there was no EMS service. So the hospital district took over the county's emergency medical services. Back in those days, most of the fire departments around the county were volunteers, and they really couldn't afford to do uh, emergency medical services and So you're talking ambulance and all yes. of that. Yes. So, they, so we now do the ambulance services, the emergency ambulance services for the entire county, and have done that for many, many and years. And usually the fire truck goes first, fire apparatus, and then EMS yes, follows it's behind. A, I think it's an excellent way to maximize uh, the tax dollar for the residents of the county because we have fire departments uh, we have 13 fire departments in the county and they go first as first responders mm -hmm. and uh, they assess the patient we're able to uh, be able to spread our resources uh, more because we have first responders that uh, reach the patients first a couple of minutes later uh, an advanced uh, emergency care provider shows up in the ambulance and takes over the care with the assistance of the first providers so James, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, that was great, Mr. Johnson. I think from the EMS <laughs> standpoint, uh, just a little bit about our system. Uh, we have 30 ambulances on the road every day. Wow, that's um, a lot. We respond to about, this year will be 85,000 calls uh, a oh year, my goodness. which is about 230 a day. We're transporting about 130 patients to the hospital. It's busy. Uh, but it's a good time. We think the healthcare in Montgomery County, Mr. Johnson says it all the time. We've got like a mini medical center here. We've got all the major hospitals located mm -hmm. in Montgomery County, which is wonderful, which is, which is great. So it gives our transport times. We can, instead of going all the way downtown, we can transport right here locally and keep you in your community. Mm -hmm. no, that's very good. But you also have other programs as well, right? Yes, And we offer do. education and um, lots of different elements. 
Yes, we do. We, do. we, we also manage the uh, county's public health uh, district. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we provide uh, care through the public health district. We offer vaccinations for um, patients that have uh, low income means, uh, particularly children. Uh, we also do uh, epidemiology, which is we track and trend all the infectious diseases that go through the county. And so we coordinate that information uh, with the information that uh, we use for EMS. And so uh, it makes a very nice system. We, we work very closely with all the hospital systems mm -hmm. uh, on their outcome data for patients that we take them. So they're very competitive, both among their systems. I mean, uh, HCA, which manages Conroe and mm -hmm. Kingwood, uh, they're competitive in their systems. Methodist is competitive with all the Methodist hospitals. So is Memorial Hermann and St. Luke's and Texas Children's. So they compete with each other. And we give them outcome data for the patients that wow. we've taken to them, so they're competitive here in the in the community, and it's made. That's in a great my, resource. Yes, and it it's is. made, in my opinion, uh, Montgomery County the best county to be in in the greater Houston area. Uh, they're getting almost comparable to the Texas Medical Center, and they can do many things uh, here that only can be done in the Texas Medical Center. It's a great place to be if you have to be sick. Well, and it's accessible. Yes, so that's the big thing. It's very accessible to get out there. And if needed to go somewhere else, there's a helipad. Is that what they call it? Helicopter yeah. that takes them out yes, somewhere if needed. So that's all good. All right. So there's been a lot of growth, too, throughout the county, right? So how does that reflect on what you guys do? It keeps us very busy. <laughs> it Jeez, does keep us busy. Uh, when it comes to the fire departments, we want to do we want to plan our growth strategically across the county. So right now we have, like we said, thirty ambulances on the road every day. We may, we've been meeting even this week with our local fire chiefs because we want to work with them on what does their future fire stations look like and oh, why. Oh yeah, so why, you can plan too. So we can plan. So in the That's great. The best efficiency we can have is if they're going to build a new fire station in Willis, for example, is mm -hmm. there room for us? Do we need an ambulance there? And then that way we can share the construction costs. We can share the cost of living in a station together instead of building two stations and across the street. And that seems to be a trend, other. right? It Where is. you kind of uh, facilitate so that you both are there. It is. And it gives us a good partnership with mm -hmm. our first responders and fire departments across mm -hmm. the county. So we're eating dinner together. We're running calls together. And oh, that yeah. gives us a good communication on scene. I remember that being the, my Husband was a fire chief yeah. <laughs> out in East that. County. In yes. East County. I didn't know yes. that. Yes, he uh, was chief Excellent. of New Caney and at the same time chief of Splendora. And we went through the merge of East East County Fire Department. That was Excellent. him. Excellent. So he, of course, now we live here but, <laughs> <laughs> instead of Splendora and all that. But, yes, I understand that because I remember the partnership that he had. And, like you said, even camaraderie and eating together and doing all that because then it helps reinforce the relationship. And we right. count on each other. We count For on sure. each other. And we're, we're really working hard to grow in stations right now. Just healthcare in general across the United States is really trying to grow in people. There's been a lot of resignations. There's been a lot of people who don't want to do healthcare anymore, which is understandable considering yeah. what, we've, what we've been through healthcare-wise. Right. Yeah, changes. So we're trying to grow in people. We want to make sure we're recruiting and, and retaining our paramedics. And then our next plan for 2024 and 2025 is add stations. I'd like to take a, a brief moment to talk about something that I think is very amazing for healthcare in Montgomery County. Uh, 10 years ago when I got here, uh, we were flying about 150 patients a year to the medical center for their health care because we didn't have a way to take care of really serious car wrecks, that sort of thing. Now the county has two level two emergency, or three uh, level two emergency uh, uh, care uh, departments. Uh, Conroe has a level two center, Memorial Hermann has a level two center, and so does Kingwood. 
That's and, for traumatic and things. So if, you, yeah. so if you have a wreck or, or a big fall and you have a big traumatic injury, used to you had to be flown to the medical center to be taken care of. And that takes a lot of time, and mm-hmm. you can lose a lot of care with that going on. You could lose a life that way, yeah. You could. Now, these level two uh, trauma centers could take care of almost any kind of trauma that you have. The only thing they can't do is burns, uh, hands, and pediatric care. So 98% of all trauma that we get now can be taken care of here, and uh, the outcomes for patients are so much better by keeping them here in the county. Yes. We're not flying people to the yes, medical center. Yes, I, I, I didn't know the numbers, but I knew yeah. we had that here. And that, that you're right, that is a great resource. Um, so I want to touch on real quick. So are there still COVID cases? Are people even talking about that, or is that like gone? Goodbye. There, I mean, it seems to be milder in this monkeypox thing. What is that? <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll answer that. Yes, there are still COVID cases, and there will always be still COVID cases. It's more like a cold, though, now, right? Uh, I mean, it's yeah, something it, or the it, flu, or it, it's something a, that's easily taken yeah, care the, of the, for correct. the most part. Correct. Each new iteration in general of COVID uh, is a, a little less. Uh, of a problem than mm-hmm. the generation before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to, you know, we're going to get sick from COVID in the future, but our sicknesses should be, we should have, uh, we should the, have some immunity, the ability to, 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 to fight to it all. Handle it. Right. And you know, a hundred, a hundred years ago in 1917, we had the Spanish uh, flu. Right. We still have that, but people aren't dying from it anymore. Well, we'll still have the COVID, but it'll be like all the other things. It'll be that mild. We get sick it won't be yes. as extreme as when it first exactly. started, just exactly. because of the mutation and where it's at correct. now. Is that kind of right now? Did I say that right? I exactly. Don't even know. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. Yeah, that's that's the thinking now is where okay. we stand with COVID. So, all right, just wanted to ask about that. Um, so, you offer educational programs, and I, I want to talk about that, and then end with Halloween because it's Halloween week. It's Halloween. Yeah. You know. Sure. So, and the, the things you got to be careful with, with people lacing things now and that. So let's talk about your educational programs that you have. Just two things that we're proud of from a community education standpoint. One is in our local high schools. We have four local high schools where we're teaching EMT class, emergency medical technician at the basic level, which means you have the opportunity to, in your junior and senior year, maybe start your path mm-hmm. down a healthcare career. And uh, you can graduate, which is amazing. Graduate and get your diploma and also at the same time get your EMT basic at the national and state level, which gives you the opportunity to have that healthcare exposure at a young age, but it also opens the door to potential career opportunities. So if somebody wants to ride out the door, if you want to start working on an ambulance, you want to work on Mm -hmm. an ambulance while you're in college, or you have a passion to become a firefighter, whatever it is, you can start that in high school. And we've had now, we, we, we keep close track. We have four Four current employees who went through our high school EMT program who are now paramedics in our system, which is That's amazing fabulous. for the community. And then, and it's at no cost to them too, right? It's or is part it of their cost? high school tuition. Okay. There's there's a few things associated with it from a getting your licensure standpoint, right? But between the school and but MCHD, the education is amazing. Part of the classes, right? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that's great. cool. Yeah. I know my husband did that out in New Caney ISD when he was there. And then we also yeah. teach a night EMT class separate from the high schools, but just to have more opportunities that's uh, great. for growth. And that's then, great. And then uh, CPR. We want everybody oh, yeah. in Montgomery County to be CPR and trained. And that seems to change a lot. It the can way, evolve. The methods. It can evolve. It used to be you know. where you would do mouth-to-mouth. Uh, the newest guidelines that are from the American Heart Association are mostly centered on giving good quality chest compressions mm-hmm. at a good rate. So you're looking at 100 compressions a minute 
Um, and we want to make that's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, but that's the focus, and it's more. It's more than one a second. That's several. It's yes. It's shifted away from the mouth (laughs) to mouth, and more on making sure that's what's uh, saving lives and making a bigger impact is the chest compressions. That that is correct. The key thing that saves a life is if you witness somebody fall down and they're obviously not breathing, and you can't get a pulse, and you start CPR immediately. The faster you start the CPR the better chance they have of survival. So you're the one who actually is the savior uh, by doing... You're the first responder. Yes. And that's why it's important for everybody to get involved in those. And those are ongoing. You have those all the time. Every day. Yeah. Are you still doing the, um, the child safety seats program? There's a few community programs that we've had to pause that were... That's our mm-hmm. goal for 2023, 2024, is to bring back on track our it's a car seat program where you can bring a car seat in and we can install it safely. And we also have a safe sitter course where if you're a young child who's interested in maybe your first job being a babysitter, we offer a course where we'll teach you how to cook a little bit, operate a stove, microwave, CPR, change diapers. You get a great certificate that says I'm a, I'm a safe babysitter. But that's true. They don't know how to do that. Yep. So it's a, it's a great course. Those are the things that we're looking forward to getting back to the most in the community. After the crazy couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then for CPR, just wanted to make sure that, that it's a new program and we're going to do free CPR every third Thursday of the month at our building. Free. We still offer it on the weekends. There's a charge. It just depends on what what level. If you're at, if you're a healthcare worker that who needs CPR versus, you know, someone in the community who wants CPR, we want to offer it free at least once a month. And if we get good numbers in those classes, we'll expand more free programs in 2023. That's good. I'd like to say one other thing about CPR. Uh, you know, if you're at home or out in the public and you notice someone who falls down, starts having problems, uh, it's obvious that they're not breathing, you can't feel a pulse, you need to begin CPR immediately. But if you call 911, our 911 operators are trained to tell you how to get how to do CPR over the phone. So you'll do chest-only CPR, but you'll have them coaching you and guiding you, so you don't have to feel like you're there by yourself. Meanwhile, they'll call the first responders, fire departments, and the first available ambulance to assist you a few minutes later. No, that's that's good. And there's also, I think people worry sometimes about, they're hesitant to get sure. involved because if something happens, they don't want to be accountable. But there's a good Samaritan law, too. There, there is. Texas has a good Samaritan law, and uh, if you have good intent, uh, you're, you're, you're safe from worry. Uh, you're taking care of a problem that no one else can take care of because you're doing you're the right thing so just if you do the right thing you don't have thing. to worry yes yes okay um all right so we talked about educational programs let's talk about halloween it's halloween time and i think there's a, there's a lot that goes into halloween safety i think what's probably been on most people's mind is the recent news with um fentanyl fentanyl and candy and there was just some over the weekend that um was caught going onto an airplane. Um, when you go through the air- airport security, it slipped my mind. Um, what's that called? TSA. TSA found mm-hmm. some fentanyl-laced candy going through really? the airport. The thing with that, the, our airport? No, no, no. Okay. It was. I can't remember. It wasn't anywhere in Texas. Okay. Um, it was one of the coast, east or west coast. The thing with with that is is all the the same Halloween safety tips that we've always learned. Go to trusted neighborhoods, trusted houses. You know, areas that you feel comfortable and familiar with, candy that looks tampered with, obviously throw Throw it in the trash. The main thing that we hear when we talk with MCSO, when you hear what drug trafficking looks like, Sheriff's Office, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, Mm -hmm. is their drug drug traffickers are using the candy to 
the boxes to disguise it and hope that it doesn't get found. There has been little evidence to show that they're trying to dis- disperse that, you know, to trick-or-treaters for what it's worth. They're using it as a disguise, like they would use a Coke can or, or anything like that. But the same Halloween safety tips are still important. Trusted mm-hmm. places, don't eat candy that's tampered with. Obviously, go through the candy when you get back with your kids. And also something that doesn't get a lot of attention that we see a lot that's very important is there's an increase in motor vehicle versus pedestrians the week of Halloween, kind of the weekend leading up. So that means walking across the street, getting hit by a car. There's a lot of people. The it's usually dusk, so the, the, the vision and, and light changes. So you want to make sure that dri- if you're a driver, you're paying attention. You want to make sure that you're not in all black with not anything that's reflective on. We do see more yeah, children and, gear yeah, is very and important. pedestrians hit. Flashlights. And it'd be great if adults went with the kids. It would be great. It would be <laughs> so. great. Flashlights, going in groups, those things are important. We don't want to see anything. You know, those are tragic events, and they're avoidable. I know, uh, I remember that um, out in East County, they always have all their patrols working every every night, and I think that's probably with Sheriff, that it's heavily patrolled uh, law enforcement, the constable's office out there, that yes. they don't give people a day off when Halloween comes. No, it's just a busy time. It's a busy time, and they want to make sure everybody's safe. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Randy? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think if I'm right, it looks like now the Astros are playing on Halloween night. So I they? bet most they've people done that are, before I bet too. most people are going to be stuck to the TV, and less people are going to be out trick or treating. Right. Well, a lot of people go to uh, fall festivals, yeah, fall festivals, and exactly. church festivals, and different things like that. Now, where they give out the candy, and they know it's relatively safe. And sure. fentanyl is a big thing here in Montgomery County too, isn't it? I think that I think there's some has to be scope with that. So everybody has a little bit of different perspective. So how do we track? Op- it was particularly opiate overdoses which fentanyl is an opiate. Um, we, the way we track it is by Narcan administration. So Narcan is the antidote to an opiate overdose, and we're giving Narcan on average about once per day, uh, which is one too many times per day, right? It's we would a like, lot. We would like for that number to be zero, but from comparison, there's cities that are about double our population on the East Coast that are giving it 15 to 18 times per day. So and when that you has look to at, be administered right away if somebody... The sooner Show the better. Sign of fentanyl? Correct, correct. What's the, a sign? Uh, there's a few signs when you look at fentanyl is an opiate. So other opiates would be morphine, fentanyl, heroin is an opiate. Signs you're looking for altered mental status, which means they, they might be confused. But more importantly, they will become unconscious where you can't wake them up. Their breathing will become very shallow. Their skin will go from normal color to a pale blue color. And the, the most notable sign in an opiate overdose is pimples the the, your pupils in your eye become pinpoint so they become very very small the black parts of your eye Hmm. those are the four to five most common signs so of course when you see anybody in an altered state you're going to call 911 i would assume correct yes or unconscious or anything correct and then if you don't have fentanyl to give they can give fentanyl when they get there and so narcan I'm yeah, sorry. No, I knew what you yeah. meant. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get fed. Yeah. No, you don't want to get um, And how do you assess if somebody's, what's wrong with them? How do you determine that? It's great. And when you go through EMT and paramedic school, even law enforcement and, and the fire department, we're all trained to go through a very structured patient assessment where we start with the airway. We assess your breathing. How well are you breathing? We assess your circulation. So we check your pulse. And, we, and then we look at your skin color, your temperature. And we go through the same system every time. And then just like if you were, you know, building a desk, you follow the instructions. So we come to here. If the patient isn't responsive, they have pinpoint pupils, their breathing is very shallow, 
it's most often caused from an opiate overdose, so then we know to administer the Narcan. We do things very structured, same thing with heart attack, with trauma. We go through the same structure so that we, we don't miss anything is our hope. And even what's great, many of the major law enforcement organizations in the county are also carrying Narcan, and they often get oh. there before us and administer yeah. it before our arrival. I know Abbott was out here. Um, he was. We spoke at the same event, the MCOPE yeah. event. Yes. Yeah, it was a great, yeah, great event, good turnout. Last month or yeah. maybe it's two months yeah. ago. I don't know. Time flies by. So what is the leading, just a curiosity before we finish this, what is the leading cause of why somebody would come out? Is it heart attack? What, what is it that you respond to? Seems like a lot. It, we look every day. So every day at 11 a.m., we get a report from all of the calls from the previous day. Mm-hmm. The top two for the last several years, falls and motor vehicle accidents. Wow. So we hit, you know, people are getting older, they're falling more, and uh, fall seems like it's I not a big thing, time. but, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, you could have a neurological problem, you could yeah. have a circulation problem, it could be a bigger problem. So we, uh, we see lots of uh, uh, elderly people who, who fall and can't get up, so, yeah. uh, and we work so with our first responders on that. And Montgomery County is a county that has lots of vehicle accidents. Fortunately, really, most of yeah. them aren't, aren't that dangerous, but we have lots of motor vehicle accidents. We used to have the most DWIs or drunk driver crashes or whatever it was. seems like years ago. Um, we used to have that billboard up that yeah. it's the deadliest county, right, for auto accidents. Where was that billboard? I've heard that before. Where's you haven't the billboard? seen it? It, no. it? Well, it's not up anymore. Not, yeah. It was when you came into Montgomery County. On 45? Like yeah. 45 South? Yes, wow. Correct. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay, I yeah, thought so. I, I do, uh, and and I don't know uh, that we're the uh, the worst, uh, the worst anymore. Hopefully, <laughs> we're good. not. Hopefully, we're not. <laughs> not. I think if you got, haven't seen the sign, I guess we're not. Yeah, I don't want to win that prize. But we, I don't either. <laughs> we have a lot more traffic here because the county is growing yeah. so quickly. Okay, so let's talk about how people can connect with you and your education and all that. It's mchd-tx.com, right? Dot- just Yes, ma'am, for the website. Dot org, I'm sorry. Dot org. org. And they can also find you on Facebook, MCHDTX. But simpler way to do it is just put it in the search box for Facebook, Montgomery County Hospital District. And we come up. Put it in Google, Montgomery County Hospital District, and there it is. And then you can peruse through whatever you're offering, educational or programs or events or any of that. And a lot of times you go out to events to talk about what you do, right? We do that several times a week. I will say one thing about uh, when you go online and you look at MCHD, uh, there are two MCHDs. There's Montgomery County Hospital District in Maryland and in Texas. Yeah, so make be sure, sure to Texas. get the Texas one. Yeah, make yeah, sure we don't want to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of Montgomery counties, apparently. There are. We do a lot of ambulance standby or medical coverage for big events, uh, Friday night football games. Oh, yeah. We have ambulance there. But we also, if you have a you know homeowners association that wants an ambulance to come out for a quick show and tell for an mm-hmm. hour, we do a lot of that. Uh, we like to do that, really. We're outreach. excited to do that yeah. outreach more than anything that's one of the things that we're excited to get back to uh, as we move forward that's awesome is, does holly still work with y'all holly pritchett no she does not okay i was uh, just curious i remember she, that's how she, i got she's retired uh, retired yeah. uh, yeah. uh-huh. what is retired <laughs> i mean seriously you and i can talk about yeah. that <laughs> okay well thank you guys for coming on i appreciate it thank you so much for having us thank you for the opportunity absolutely thank you thank you i'm gonna take a picture